0: This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Hewitt is my hero. Jay Hewitt just
1: punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio.
0: On Seattle Sports. We're going to see you a Manor. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This but is a show that has my name is, on it. Uh, it does Brought to you by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard.
2: Now here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. Hello. Hello!
3: Good morning. It is... Not Brock Heward and Mike Salt. Doesn't it's, sound like it.
2: It is right away. It doesn't sound like it.
3: It's Maura Dooley and uh Justin Barnes is here as always. And then we have the critically acclaimed back for more, critically. Matt Stretch Johnson.
2: Wow. Okay. I mean,
3: I was I don't I was I was getting the notifications on Twitter after you, you posted that you were filling in with us the other day. Everyone was Everyone was pretty excited. They thought you did a good job.
2: Well, three people, yeah. So I'll take critically acclaimed. <laughs> and, you know, three. I got four a people. text
3: message about it too. Okay. Yeah, I know you I said had you, fun. you said you thought you only had the one shift to like see if you'd be asked back the rest of the week. Yeah. So I think you did all right. I
2: got the email. Yeah, I got the email, and then you know, rudely. No, not rudely. It was an awakening. You know, I'm the first one here. I have to wait outside. You guys are much colder to me this morning. I didn't think we were
3: going to make that public already, huh? (laughs)
1: Colder to you? Is that true?
2: Yeah, Yeah. just kind of like, oh, he's here again, huh? Okay, well, you know. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I'm having a blast. This is a you know, the, the, I've got to step up my email game. I'm a little busy, you know, there's no excuses. I just I think that's where the cold shoulder comes from is I didn't sign you know, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't write a good enough uh a, a nice enough email, but I'm so impressed. I love ferry boats and so when everyone was checking in yesterday, where did you go? Happy happy 5th of July or you know, everybody yeah. had a great time Hope yesterday, had I'm a sure. Seat. Abs- with the explosions work. up in uh, Shoreline. I hope everybody is uh doing all right this morning. No one had to go to the ER. I mean, it was a war zone from where from where I was listening. But you yeah. made it on a ferry yesterday. Did you have a nice day?
3: No, no. I um I live over in Magnolia. I just went I just went to the water and got on a paddleboard
2: with my pup. Hold it. Didn't you send a picture of you oh, next to That was to- mine. That was Oh. Mine. I was on the ferry. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah,
1: stretch couldn't uh, get a, couldn't get him straight there. No, I was no. Gonna, I was on the
2: Hood Canal uh, just for the
1: night. I went out after the show on Monday, and then popped oh, over that's back awesome. over yesterday.
2: Okay, was I love ferry boats. I love ferry boat rides. I love I love Me it. Too. The best mode of transportation around here. Oh, never mind, Maura. You were just in Magnolia. <laughs> I didn't go
3: anywhere. I had to stay with my dog. Fourth of July is like her least favorite holiday. Of you course. Know?
2: Yeah. And how did she do?
3: She did okay. There was um. I mean, there was some like. Booming fireworks in the distance, but not a lot of the bottle rocket ones, which I think are her least favorite. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were all right.
2: I love my neighbors. Uh, they have a Great Dane that is unbelievable. I call him Seattle Slough, for those of who, you you who know that what looks uh, what Seattle Slough looks like. It's a massive dog, and they the kept racing him. horse right. The racing the <laughs> racing horse. Well, that's adorable. Yes, in the seventies, he's a monster and he's gorgeous and he's black. But they let him. They kept him outside. And I'm like, bring him in. And they're like, quit barking. And I'm like, oh, he's barking because of of the bottle rockets and the the, terrifies. Back in the day we called them the piccolo Peets. And I mean it was just it was just like, oh, bring him in. So but it was so much fun to hear people, you know, oh, they're having fun while I'm getting ready for bed. That was fun for you? Well, sort of. It was depressing actually. (laughs) I mean, fireworks, is that the perfect segue for Mike Ford? I, mean, I think that, it might be. Since we've been gone, you know, we happy Monday. We were, you know, Monday again for so many more people uh, because he had yesterday off. Maybe it's still their weekend. Maybe it's Saturday. But Mike Ford put on a show on his 31st birthday. I wanted to bring up to you. I and I, I didn't have wanna,
3: a, little, a little sound of that. Do you want to hear us? I do. Uh, I do. This is his home run in the top of the third.
2: The 1-1.
4: Swung on, blasted right field, hammered. It is back. It is on its way. It is gone on top of the twenty-four foot brick wall. Mike Ford on his birthday, a solo bash, and the Mariners extend the lead. It's three nothing. M's.
2: I mean, I've had great birthdays. I sent you. No, I don't want to bore people, but I go to World Cups every four years. So on my birthday in June, I'm in. in great places right i mean, england and france and i think i, t- I turned 50 in sochi russia but wow. I've, I've never gone four for five on my birthday and i mean how cool four is for that five
3: with a home run
2: a uh, home run a couple doubles and a single and really isn't this what the mariners are looking for some bat i mean on on friday after friday's oh for one he he uh he was in the two you know the the 220 range, and now he's 279 after going 8 for 14. Uh, you know, unofficial uh, stretch stats uh, over the weekend. <laughs> but absolutely bashing the ball and just such a fun day and a couple days since we last chatted.
3: Yeah, I think I saw service refer to him as like our our version of Babe Ruth. <laughs>
2: That was a bit much. It was
3: also it was also fun on the wild pitch when he had to run home. Like I would call it rumbling home yeah. more. But like yeah, he's he's a fun guy to watch right now, and it's awesome that they're starting to get some contributions when they need it most from some of these other guys because Tom Murphy has been huge lately too.
2: Mike Ford though, when he's when he's put in the lineup, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you're like, ugh. You know, another name you're not really familiar with. There's so many names in baseball. It's Mike Ford. And you're like,
3: this is happening because you didn't address the DH position. Like, people are so mad.
2: It's a bitter thing. Yeah. It's a bitter thing when you see his name in the lineup and all he's done, four for five yesterday, two for three Monday, one for four. And we were talking about this a couple days ago, two out hits. I mean, he's been Mm -hmm. hitting the ball with two outs and driving them in. And again, he started Friday night. Uh, he ended Friday night with a 204 average, and now he's obviously limited at bats. So he's up to 279. And you could tell the, the, the announcers, and it wasn't just Mike Ford. I mean, we've gone a few minutes without mentioning Logan Gilbert. I mean, you don't
3: shame on us.
2: Shame on us. Well, we got to talk about ferry boats and <laughs> fireworks. but Logan Gilbert, complete game shutouts just I mean, they don't happen. They don't happen in this modern age of, of baseball, and to have that happen, it, it's, it's as shocking as Mike Ford going for the cycle in the, in the seventh, eighth
1: inning. Yeah, it was about to almost be the cycle. It was the, I heard the last time this happened was you say up in Toronto in 2019, the last time a Mariners pitcher threw a, a complete game. Sure. And, the,
2: and the youngest, he's the youngest since Tyrone Tyron, Walker. Thank you. Walker in 2016. <laughs> so it just doesn't happen. And then there's so many. I have so a many- feeling
3: that wasn't Logan Gilbert, though. I think that was Walter, his alter ego.
2: Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Right.
3: He's, Holy- that's what he named him. I I, have, I think that was probably Walter as opposed
1: to Logan. Don't you? Every, every time you see the fist pump, I'm like, "There's, there's yeah. Walter coming out." That's not
2: Logan. I'm kind of lost at what you're talking about. right now. Oh, his alter that's ego. That's like when stretch. he gets
3: really fired up on the mountain. and Everything Thank he says, you. that's his.
2: Uh, I see. Oh, he's got a different guy,
3: Walter. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm a Gemini, so I've got like six different guys. So I should have, I should have recognized what you're talking about. <laughs> you yeah. should bring us
3: a different one the rest of your time yeah. here. Well, this today's
2: the the, the uh, six a.m. I I still think I think Brock Heward signed the best sports radio contract in the history of sports radio. <laughs> Hey, just like I'll let you guys, know, right? I'll let you guys warm up and uh, hang out, and I'll just yeah. come in and. He's
3: sending us all these videos of the beautiful view from his balcony last night of yeah. fireworks, and then he just gets to sleep in a little. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't want to watch him. We're I do not jealous. See him. Nope, not at all. It just seemed a little early this morning, but Logan Gilbert, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was lucky enough to. To be listening to the radio, and I appreciated it because of the radio. We talked about a little bit of my radio, I hate to say radio career, but the buildup in the 7th, 8th, and ninth, and I i think Gary Hill is, is underrated, if not underappreciated. I think he does a heck of a job. But... You just sensed from not only Rick Riz and, and Gary Hill that something special was going on. It wasn't a no hitter, but they were watching co- complete game shutouts don't happen in the majors anymore. Yeah. They don't. And to have the buildup in, in the seventh, if you have the cut of Gary Hill ending the seventh and his voice, his voice inflection hit it.
4: Logan's 3 2 on the way to Crawford. Swung on, bounding ball to second base, scooped up by Colton Wong. The throw to first, he got him. Logan Gilbert, a brilliant day here in San Francisco. Outstanding this afternoon, he blanks the Giants through seven innings. Great day for Logan Gilbert as he stomps off the mound in San Francisco in the sunshine. Retiring the last 11 of 12. so he's not
2: obviously you're not winning the World Series but I think Gary's voice is like he might not be coming out in the eighth so yeah. that's 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 my call that's my Logan Gilbert ending call and so and we, if he
3: doesn't still what an outing
2: yeah no absolutely <laughs> and and each time as I'm listening on the radio you're picturing this because of Rick and Gary you know just putting it together that all right I'm doing the I'm doing the uh, bullpen. All right, who's coming out? Seawalt's not going to pitch. You want to give Munoz the day off. So all of a sudden, these positives not only kicking the Giants' butts, you know, and getting <laughs> a win you need, and it's easier for the show the next morning. You know, yeah. when when you're when you're winning, and it's just like, all right, okay, another win. Very true. Positive vibes, and then Rick Riz <laughs> in the eighth, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is happening.
0: Here's the windup, and the 2 2 to Peterson swinging a ground ball off, skips off the top of the mound behind the bag at second. JP's there. He throws the first in time to get Peterson, and the inning is over. Holy smokes, Looking Logan big. Gilbert has gone eight scoreless innings this afternoon. Here in San Francisco to match his season high and his career high, the big man out of Stetson has been outstanding. We go to the top of the ninth inning. It's the Mariners six and the Giants nothing.
2: So I'm I'm thinking to myself, so there was a game, there was a soccer game I was I was doing play-by-play for, and Stephen Fry just, you couldn't get anything. He's the goalie. Mm-hmm.
3: So <laughs> I actually used to run the board for Sounders games oh, when yeah, yeah. you were still working okay, with yeah. them. I, remember.
2: I didn't mean it condescending. No, I know you're that right.
3: I'm not. A huge soccer that person. sounded
2: totally sarcastic <laughs> and then that sounded <laughs> passive aggressive so anyways you know you're you're watching this and you're thinking I'm watching something pretty cool how do I put it together that nothing's getting by Stephen Fry and it's just a regular Wednesday match in Houston and and nothing's happening and, and as this is going by I was going through my little catalog in my head of like all right how what have I seen or what have I called where you're watching something and it's just a regular game right one of 162 and in in MLS it's one of one of 34 there's there's so many and they keep going on and on and the anticipation of is Logan coming out for the ninth? Is is Service going to be able to save his bullpen? And 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 here you go. Here's the ending call. Oops, oh,
0: sorry. The windup yeah. and the one two on the way. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And he did it. Logan Gilbert with a complete game, six nothing shutout win over the Giants here at Oracle Park in San Francisco. A high five and a hug from his catcher Tom Murphy. His teammates out to greet him. So Logan Gilbert, his first ever complete game, his first ever complete game shutout.
2: On and on
3: and on. Yeah. No, they set it up perfectly. And what a day for Logan. He is amazing. And I feel like we talk at least this year about Kirby and Castillo more, but he's been fantastic as usual.
2: Yeah. A little bit of lack of run support, a little bit of bad luck. And again, he could be right there with double digits win. you know, just moving forward and exactly what the Mariners needed to give the bullpen a day off.
3: All right, guys. Well, we are going to be telling you everything you need to know coming up next. Are you ready for that, Matt?
2: Already. Yes, I am. I'm a little (laughs) little caffeinated. Here we go.
3: All right. This is the Brock and Salk Show on your only home for All-Star Week, Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports
4: app.
0: Need to know.
4: 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk.
0: Here's what you need to know. Up first.
3: Well, we just talked about this a little bit, but Logan Gilbert pitched a complete game shutout. Mike Ford went four for five with a home run on his birthday, and AJ Pollock added a two-run shot in the eighth to give the Mariners their fourth straight win. Looks like this offense is finally coming along. Oh,
2: it was a complete win. That was that's what was so much fun. The the bullpen gets a day off. Mike Ford, of all people, a triple shy of a cycle, home run, two doubles, a single. It was it was very entertaining. It was great baseball to watch.
3: I agree. And even we even had some like wild pitches. Mike Ford rumbling home, as I said, they took advantage of the Giants mistakes, too, which is also something that we haven't seen
2: last couple days. And, and it, it is fun to see his legs get going in that chest, that big chest start moving. It's like his first gear. It's like a semi going up Stevens pass a little bit. He's got that first gear and then he doesn't really get the third gear for about 30 feet. That's so unfair. But he scored. Oh, he scored, that's what. Wait till what...
3: you get to I mean Brock Heuer will do full on body critique shows. So <laughs> we're we're okay. That's nothing. <laughs>
0: Here's the second thing you need to know.
3: We did find out yesterday that there will be two more Mariner Al- representatives in the All-Star game. George Kirby and Julio Rodriguez will join Luis Castillo. Kirby will replace Shane McClanahan, and Julio will replace Jordan Alvarez. Here is the skipper on those additions.
2: Oh, they certainly earned it. You know, George had
4: a great first half. Julio's had his ups and downs in the first half. We know that. It has certainly been much better here recently. So uh, hopefully he can use that to, to spring board into a big second half.
2: Maybe we'll play the audio of them of Scott service announcing to the team that those two guys are in because that was one of the cooler I'm not I'm not social media guy I'm not Instagram guy but that was really cool on Instagram when he's announcing the whole team and you know and everybody goes nuts and so genuinely happy for both of them it was it was cute George Kirby's George Kirby's reaction was cute that's yeah, how I could say He doesn't
3: it. seem like a guy that likes attention on him
2: Yeah really. he looked bashful didn't he Yeah oh, it was fun it was fun Here's the third thing you
0: need to know. All right.
3: Seahawks training camp begins in three weeks from today. Uh, We're going to talk a little more about that at 630, but we still don't know when Jordan Brooks and Jamal Adams will be available. Uh, This was Pete Carroll on with us in April.
4: They're they're trying to make it for camp. You know, that's what they're shooting for. You know, they're not going to, they're not resigning to the fact it's going to take them past that, you know, so that's, they got the right mindset at this point. We'll see what happens, you know.
3: I think we've heard from K.J. Wright that with Brooks' injury, he does not expect him to be ready to go at the beginning of the season and that it will take him a while even once he starts playing to ease back to where he was. Um, But Jamal Adams, still a big question mark. They did come for some of the OTAs. Are you you thinking, feeling that Jamal Adams will be ready to go?
2: I'd say my answer is nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous, Uh, you know, when nothing comes out. And and obviously that cuts from April. So Bob Condota, Gray Bell, th- those would be second and third questions for Pete Carroll as soon as he hits the podium on day number one. Uh, I, I, I mean, don't... he spoke
3: about them more recently, but it was not really any different answers. No,
2: Pete's awesome at being vague. <laughs> yeah. Right, isn't he? I mean, and, and that's all I have to say. And then they move on. And so I'm, I'm going with a no uh, without, you know, I, I don't see him working out, you know, but it's just such a... Jamal Adams' career here is just such a man. It's just you know, that literally, that's that's my analysis. Like, wow, so much expected and so little offered. Unfortunately. I mean, a massive that's a big injury. So I don't think so. And but will he be ready for week one? That's really all I still
3: have hopes. That he could be the Jamal Adams that we saw originally this season, but I do. I'm glad they got the insurance of picking up Julian Love. Yeah, well, that they I'm, seem to really. Like.
2: I'm not being sarcastic. He doesn't have much wear on his tires the last couple of years. I mean, he's got to be ready to go that way. But that's a vague cut. We'll know exactly. But again, this is just such a tough time to speculate because you don't see anybody. You don't get to watch any practice. So we'll see. And it's three weeks away. So I, I'll go with no. But okay. hopefully, the third week of preseason. They're ready to go. All right. I don't care until the opening day.
3: (laughs) I know. I know. But you just get excited. It's almost here.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Uh, One last note. Rock's guy, Joey Chestnut, didn't let a rain delay stop him from clenching his 16th mustard belt, eating 62 hot dogs. Was it? his eighth consecutive I literally victory. forced
2: myself to watch that video. I I didn't want to watch it. It I felt my stomach
3: You felt like you might have to talk about it today so you needed to do your research.
2: That that was it. I didn't want to watch it because I just get sick to my stomach. They're stuffing those hot dogs. It's just the gross it's I gross. I find it gross. I agree. And I'm not grossed out by much, but that Justin, stuffing it in it those are athletes you're talking about, stretch <laughs> Well, Those then how about later, athletes. you know, if we talk uh, the 7 o'clock host in to playing the audio – The It was laughable. The audio afterwards, you would think he's a marathon runner. He's uh, a lineman. He's like doing some serious, serious work. And he's answering, well, you know, I I had to get the belt and the whole thing. I'd like to play. That's my only request of the day. Okay. I do have a
3: cut from him. Maybe we can get to that coming up. We are going to talk a little bit about what we want to see at Seahawks training camp. And... Maybe a little bit about a possible reunion with a former Mariners DH. Uh, that's coming up on the Brock and Salk Show, the exclusive home for All Star Week, and uh, that will be on the Seattle on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app.
0: This is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right,
3: it's Mora Dooley back with Matt Stretch-Johnson, and Brock will be joining us for the rest of the show starting at 7 a.m.
2: Shoot. You. Yeah, I thought this was going well.
3: And Justin Barnes is actually back there uh, on the board like I normally am. Matt's giving him some compliments on yeah, the job he's thanks, doing guys. so far.
2: <laughs> Feels weird, here. huh? I ran the board for years, and you get no, you get Nothing. You I've, only get yelled at if there's, you know, a truck runs through the uh, <laughs> dead air. That's all you get. That's true. There is no positives Thank, in that job you're doing. Thankless spot. I've, always, thankless. I've run aboard
1: my entire radio career. It was weird when I started here. I was like, I'm not touching any of the things that normally I'm used to sitting at. So I feel comfortable here.
2: And you don't bite your nails back there, I noticed. <laughs> I don't? No. Is that a thing that bored pe- <laughs> people? Gone. No, yeah, bored people? Yeah, bored people. Bored people? Yeah, they live on an island, those bored people.
3: I would argue yeah. that there are... There is at least one plus to being on the board is that I can sabotage Mike Salk from there. Yeah,
2: it's That's called exactly control. I do yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's called control.
3: During that segment, they call ranked. Sometimes I, I have to do that. So do you true. miss him? Yeah.
2: I ask, I I know. See, I I get into these personal questions because I don't see you guys, and oh, I'll say to Justin, I asked Maura, do, do you miss Mike? And she's like, Well, we get along. It was, like, immediately, like, she wanted to make sure that, no, he treats me fine. Everything's fine. We get along. And I was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. someone else, answer. Like, God. All right, no. Gosh. <laughs> it's not a defensive answer. But it's, like, any time someone new. it doesn't matter, me, whatever, it's not a breath of fresh air. It's just a little change from, like, oh, here's Mike. What's he need? Yeah. Well, what's he need?
3: I don't you know, know. That's all. Do you miss doing ranked with him every day or do you need a break because you, I mean, you collect a lot of sound for that list.
1: It's true. You know, it's, I'm, I am took, I hear the disrespect <laughs> of ranked with you. You collect a lot of sound for that <laughs> list. No, it's good to switch it up once in a while. I'm okay with that. I think it All keeps right. things, it keeps things fresh. What, by the way, do you? have a rank set for us today stretch you've been thinking about one that you got
2: oh i'm really excited about today's okay, good okay but i think i set the bar for brock i mean he, he went a little too much with that's such a great list that's such a great my five favorite seahawks i ever worked with or whatever i was just <laughs> yeah. like brock you oh, just asked me and i just filled it in That's you're here, all. I you're did. here
3: till friday and now yeah. you worry that we should lower our expectations well, i was thinking
2: no i think he went a little it was a little strong on okay. the back padding like, I, I don't need any back patting, but it's just like, stop it. You asked me right. to do five. Well, see tell how them how you I like work. to be
3: coached hard today.
2: Well, if I'm really honest, nobody told me to put a list together, so I didn't know. it Was that on the oh, email, that's how, too? That that's I...
3: how Ranked works every day. Oh. They, oh, they put worry. it together <laughs> in the middle of the show. Well, I don't know, you know,
2: uh, <laughs> love it or leave it, you know, uh, all these things. I don't know if they're daily. I don't I don't, I don't listen. Don't tell <laughs> don't tell Mike but I don't listen that up. So right. every day, okay, I'll well, come we'll up move, with one. We'll
3: move on from that. Yeah, quickly, uh, it please, is early, quickly. I'll give you that. Um well, before we get to the Seahawks, you did say you wanted to hear this clip even though you're disgusted by it of Joey Chestnut after he won his 16th uh Nathan's famous hot dog eating Mustard title. title talking about the emotional victory
1: what a roller coaster emotionally they told us it was canceled <laughs> we weren't sure if we were going to eat today and uh i'm just happy uh, it's fourth of july and I got, I got to eat some hot
2: dogs and get a win
1: <laughs>
2: two, two sh-
3: hour rain delay yeah it was an emotional roller coaster guys
2: a mustard belt i wasn't sure if i was going to eat today i mean you know that's hysterical <laughs> and then he goes on and he need, literally talks about it. it's so athletic i mean it's yeah. You know, boy, it was just an up and down. And and the, the reporter asked if, you know, he's going for the world record, which is in the 80s or 70s. And he's like, oh, and he looked at it, Of course I am. But I just, I didn't start off well, well today. Well, the
3: world record is his at 76.
2: 76. But I so, think he
3: only ate 62 yesterday. Yeah, he, yeah. He didn't have to eat more. Well,
2: he started off slow. He goes on, that cut, good for you for cutting that down, because the cut's about a minute thirty-seven. And he's like, you know, I had a slow start, and then I kind of got in my head a little bit, and it was just like, you're eating hot dogs with a bun. You're doing nothing else. And he's making money from it, and, you know, but is there poor something, body.
3: So I couldn't do hot dogs, but I've always thought, ever since DJ Fluker said that he tried to do a, a chicken nugget eating contest once, and he only made it to like 60, I was like, I think I could beat that. 60? Yeah.
2: No, you can't. You I don't can't. Know. You can't gorge. You've seen I
3: mean,
2: me eat. No, that's correct. Let's <laughs> let's put that on the record. No, I haven't seen you eat. But it's just you know when you gorge and you're you know the best like Thanksgiving we talked about on Monday your favorite holiday the Thanksgiving and you're just porking out and you just keep going mm-hmm. and going and stop. You're full. Stop. That's no. my issue lately. You don't mm. get full.
3: No, I do, but I ignore
2: it and move on. <laughs>
3: No, I ignore it and keep eating.
2: All right. Well, let's do a chicken nugget, you know, <laughs> Friday. That's a perfect...
3: I tried. Maybe a I tried 10 a while o'clock. Ago. Salk was my boss at that point, and he shot it down. I wanted to have a chicken nugget. He's got concept. a lot of bad
2: ideas. He had a lot of bad ideas as a boss. <laughs> let's move on.
3: All right. All right. So we are exactly three weeks out, three weeks from today. Seahawks training camp will start. And, we, you know, we haven't gotten your perspective on this. You actually were around the team for a long time producing their radio broadcast. I, I want to get your thoughts on what you are most. Uh, why? Why did you give me? A no, no. That?
2: Oh, you are not supposed to say that. Oh, I guess I am on camera, aren't I? Well, that's funny because the radio producer, you know, you had to, you know, you have a lot of thoughts on on the team. You know, it, that's it. Just sounded funny to me. <laughs> okay. You know, you are producing radio, so you must have a lot of thoughts on the team. Sorry, you are
3: you're th- up close and personal every week. I was hearing what the broadcasters have to say. Yep. Um, so, and I'm sure, I know you still watch. So I'd like no, to get course. your thoughts on what you're most eager to see. I no. was I was saying that one of mine is um, Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookies this year that were the first couple of picks because they were both dealing with hamstring injuries and OTAs. So we got to see them do a little bit, but they were also kind of limited. So I'm ready to see them a full go going up against these veterans. And
2: well, speaking of like. broadcasters, I I listened. It was I was so so lucky during those broadcasts. To your point of listening to Moyer and Wyman week in and week out. Sam Adkins, who has a crazy encyclopedia brain, but Wyman, I just always remembered that his jump, and he always talks about the jump from rookie to second year. Mm-hmm. And and you're just you're familiar everything. You know where your key card goes and where how to get in the building and <laughs> and that walk in. It's just like old hat, and so not to throw a blanket on the rookie class, but to throw a blanket on the rookie class because it was so talented. I'm so interested in looking for that jump. Both tackles and and obviously Tariq Woolen, Woolen but... But these guys making this if the if the rookie class was so good, what can they do in the second year? And I mean that individually and, and it and it is Lucas and Cross, but Kenneth Walker and, and Tariq Woolen, and what can they do to take this team? Because if that's the core, that's gonna be the core. If those four guys you're in, you have control for a couple years and then you throw in and jigba and my guy is just what you're you just said at Witherspoon. The things that we 're hearing about witherspoon they 're going to be healthy they 're young guys i mean they 're going to bounce back from hamstrings and now they 're with a pro sports athletic department that are taking that are taking care of them and putting them in a position to succeed. I'm so excited to see him. And we're not going to see him if they're not going to throw over there. We'll see what quarterbacks True. do if they notice on tape immediately. Oh well, one started
3: to get that treatment a little bit last yeah. year. Yeah,
2: So, I mean, the lockdown, we throw that around and lock down cornerback. But if you're really going to have two, what's this defense going to look like? But I'm looking forward to to the tackles, I think, because if you start mauling people and running the ball, that's going to set up everything for Pete Carroll. Everything. And all of a sudden, you're doing play action, which I think Gino That's Smith... the stuff
3: of Pete Carroll's dreams.
2: Dreams. <laughs> dreams. But if you're, Witherspoon is probably my favorite. The guy I'm looking forward to, you draft him that high, and we have a cut, Pete Carroll. They, they haven't seen something since his time here, Pete Carroll, that is.
4: Devin Witherspoon is—he's is, a rare player, and uh, we've been through this draft just to, since the years we've been here. We haven't seen a guy like this. You, you know, we have not drafted corners high, and, and just because we haven't come across a guy that, of this this makeup, and it's really—it's his athletic ability, it's his speed, it's it's his playmaking, it's his mentality. Uh, haven't come across a guy like this in a long time. Last time I. I, I I recognize this kind of makeup was uh, back at SC when we had a guy that you guys may know, Troy Palomalo, was a guy that had an extraordinary way about the way he played the game. And I, I saw this connection between uh, uh, you know what Devin does and how he looks at the game and how he approaches it. That um, just knocked me out. Pretty lofty.
3: And Pete Carroll's always complimentary. You know, he's, he's a positive guy. But that was above and beyond. You can tell how much he loves yeah, Devin. You can tell by where they drafted him.
2: Absolutely, and and again, you don't draft cornerbacks. This team doesn't draft cornerbacks this high, and to see him. Now, the highlights, his highlights are so impressive. Yes, for me watching, I get nervous for his shoulders because those tackles are just massive. I mean, just he attacks yeah. the ball carrier.
3: He is a smaller guy.
2: Smaller guy, but you got to think that, okay, he'll hold up. He'll hold up, please. Please, please <laughs> hold up. But, I mean, what a weapon. So then you're talking about weapons on the defensive side. Back to our original conversation last segment, Jamal Adams healthy. You know, you get these guys healthy in this defense, obviously needs to take a step up if the Seahawks are going to even sniff the the, the West title. But, man, Witherspoon's exciting. Witherspoon's exciting.
3: Yeah, and it seems like they we're all a little nervous, I think, about the defensive line, specifically – no tackle sure. and how that's going to work out. But it seems like they did so much on the it, work on the secondary this season. And if Jamal Adams is healthy, that could be their strength. Are you someone that believes that that can kind of make up for a weakness no. on defensive line? No, no, no okay. because
2: running the ball. But now if <laughs> Jamal Adams is healthy, he's going to be up towards the line. That's where Pete wants him. Yeah. He's going to be up towards the line, an extra linebacker with elite speed and that will help out. But if you get run on, you get run on. And all of a sudden, it's second and three. Yeah. And second and three, you've watched enough football, Mora. I mean, second and three kills you. So, no. Now, on the other hand, I can, I can hear John Schneider screaming at me that there's still plenty of time to pick up players. There's, yep. there's still plenty of time and they might have a guy that they wanted in in undrafted free agent that gets cut or or someone in the 6th 7th 5th 6th 7th round because that's where John picks up these gems so you still have um you know cut casualties towards towards train towards the end of training camp so there's and plenty to do and they have made
3: those trades in the past and they do have probably a surplus at secondary at this point so yeah we could see we could see Absolutely. a move like a like a Justin Coleman Uh, trade that they did a few years ago that worked out pretty well. Um, Yeah, and then I – so getting back to the defensive – the nose tackle position. Yeah, yeah. uh, I am – another guy that I'm really interested to see that's a rookie this year is Cam Young because I think he's – One of only a couple of options there. And it sounds like Pete Carroll's pretty excited to see him in full contact practice, too.
4: Um, He's doing okay. Yeah, we got a lot of guys working him. He's getting coached all around trying to get him ready to fit in. We we needed a big guy inside, and we got one. And he he, he looks like he can fill the the bill well. Um, We won't know until we get into pads, though. We got to figure out really how how things work for him and how he sees things and and how he responds. And we'll be tweaking him the way he plays a little bit uh, based on what he, he brings once we get going.
2: Whenever he expands like that, there's a plan, right? yeah, there's a plan and and uh, again the the problem with no pads, no contact sometimes you don't know what you have. you have tape and you have you know, you can look at his past, but yeah, absolutely, it's just another tool for Pete Pete Carroll to use, and he's dying like everybody else to see him uh, attack a ball carrier,
3: yeah, well, and I love uh one of the early press conferences I saw with Cam Young. he's like, yeah, this is pretty much all different like the way we attack this is way different than anything i was doing in college and then they asked me girl about it and he's like dad there's only so many things you can do at that position
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm I'm not sure it it
3: feels that way when you're out there like oh no that's a more simple position there's only so many things that can happen
2: (laughs) that's funny yeah don't over yeah overthink it but yeah, obviously, the weakness is on the defensive side, so we're also curious about the the improvement and how big of improvement, what steps. But you know, moving back and, and not to get off Cam Young, but um, Jackson S- Smith and Jigba. I mean, the things you're hearing, you know, the comparisons from the outside. Again, it's it's difficult. I want you, I want uh, you know, Greg Bell and Condota to tell me that he's he's um, Baldwin once again, mm-hmm. maybe better you know, nobody gave Baldwin a chance, you know, as, as where he was. And all he did was outwork everyone, right? Outwork. Everyone got open every, I remember watching him a couple times and he was open and he was just had his hands up. Like how, how open do I need to be? And angry. these were in, in games, not in practice. Turning in into games.
3: angry Doug. Yeah. Well, not yet.
2: Boy, I really appreciated angry Doug because I, I giggle it. Yeah, he didn't like too. it when I giggled. I at like him. the fire. Yeah, absolutely. But, but the, it just seems like the the additions in the layers after last year's draft and then this year's. If you're talking about not only playmakers but just impact players, I mean it's going to be such a fun fall. You know, get camp here, let's go. I mean, it's a great the the Mariners. As long as we keep winning, you know, they keep winning. But I'll go with we. You know, I'm I'm I don't work here full time. <laughs> so as long as the M's keep winning, it'll make it'll make the summer. You know, entertaining, but, you know, three weeks, let's go. It's so much fun, that that anticipation, and, and to watch these young guys take these steps. But, again, to answer your question, it's the guys in the second year that I'm so looking forward to.
3: Yeah, you mentioned Ken Walker after the break, and he, you know, kind of had to be eased in last year because Rashad Penny still was the starter for the first he was the two guy. weeks till he got hurt. And then, you know, he was coming off of an injury as well. So I'm really excited to see what he can do with a full, healthy season
2: full healthy season, a line, you know, Brock talked about that on Monday. Let's, let's not get carried away. That could be not only the position group that could improve the most, but might have the most need to improve. And, and again, if you can run the ball and you get, you've got some, you got some white that can move the sticks and all of a sudden you're just, you've got options. It's again, the same thing as being on defense second and three. If you can do that on with Gino Is Gino a question mark in your mind, or is that just me being, not pessimistic, but all right, (laughs) what's the next step for him? Is it, all right, it's your job. It's your place. Yeah. You know, there was, right now, there was a question last year. Right now, there was a question whether, who was starting at quarterback. I
3: think he is for some people, but uh, to me, he was consistent enough last year and and put up eye popping enough numbers that I I think he showed that he can be that guy, especially in this system. I think that it is quarterback friendly. And I think they've only done more to make that offense more quarterback friendly this offseason. So I I expect him to I mean I don't know if he's gonna put up exactly the numbers he did last year. They were pretty good, but I don't expect him to take a step back.
2: Yeah. So there's no prove it to you. To no, you it's no, done. The prove so. it was week ten maybe yeah. last year.
3: And there was like there were some games where it dropped off a little bit, but Ken Ken Walker hurt an ankle in the Rams game in December, and I do think when the run game suffered, Geno suffered a little bit. Absolutely, but that's why they brought in Zach Charbonnet, and even Kenny Morris is intriguing, the seventh rounder that they got. So I think they've dealt with running back injuries to where they're down to you know DJ Dallas and Travis Homer the last few years, and I think they finally said like we can't do this anymore.
2: Are you surprised that the 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 swing in when again as people from the outside, whether you know, I think we heard from someone. It wasn't Riddick on Monday, but Philadelphia, I think, is in a different different class. They're just loading up, and they're just and and they had an outstanding draft, I believe. But this this division is it interesting? The swing you hear from some people that yeah, they're going to get caught by the Rams or they're going to pressure the Forty ers You know, there's no consistent nobody. There's no. Yeah.
3: The only thing uh, consistently said about the division is that the Cardinals will stink. I think everyone can agree on that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they need help. They need help. But I just, I I find it interesting that there's such a swing and it just seems like, again, to my comment on Monday, like, let's just get to camp. Let's just get things going. It's enough of the speculation. And if you're not close to the team, you don't know.
3: Yeah. You don't know. I agree. And then even once camp gets going, you know, you some things you can kind of get a feel for, but then once the season starts, you you might have been completely wrong. Sometimes you see a guy taking a ton of reps and you're like, "Oh, he's doing way better than this other and but at least we'll have something because you're right. You, it just feels like a long wait from the draft and and really wanting to see how everything is going to come together well, because they've done a spectacular job. Um, with the draft last year, and it seems like this year, and it's pretty exciting just anticipating it
2: all coming the together. Change, the change, even when I was, I, my first year with the Seahawks was 2005, and the draft, I don't think the draft was what it was, right? Then you have OTAs, so the, the swing even in the last 15 years, there were lulls. And oh, now, yeah.
3: It's 24-7. Now man. there
2: isn't a lull until these few weeks.
3: It's 24-7 football news cycle now, but you're right. It's a lot of speculation in between because there's only yeah. so much you can know. I saw so-and-so at the airport.
2: <laughs> I, I saw so-and-so at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he in Hawaii with his family? So
3: and so got arrested in the off period. Yeah, yeah. That,
2: that could be it. With Streff, did you answer your own question there? Because I might
1: have missed it. For your are you buying, are you believing Gino in twenty three? Do you think he takes a step back? No, I didn't answer yeah, my own put question. Put him under fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to hear that because you, kinda... you, you kinda. <laughs> you kind of let her into the I'm cautious. How do you feel? Sounds like you are starting to say how you felt and didn't want to.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're right there with that that uh <laughs> with my fault. No, I I think he can only be better, and that was a heck of a last year. I mean, I i, I believe in him. I I believe in him. I think he's going to outwork everybody. I don't see why not. I just find it so interesting this late that this is happening, right? I mean, that this is still happening. It was, and it's not because it was such a great story and, and you're cheering for him. I mean, what a great guy. I just – I guess this is hor- – Prove it to it's, me It's again. just the
1: odds of it all are confounding, right? Yeah, you, don't just, see, you just don't see this type no, of story. No, not at
2: all. Now, if if everybody stays, if the O line stays healthy, right, and if he can stay healthy, I and guess that's and he is. has a, a, a running game. Why couldn't he? Why can't he? I I'm cheering for him. I just I just it's such a head scratcher, you know. And I just love it, you know. They wrote you off, and I didn't write back. I mean, that that whole thing. Why can't he?
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: just I just need to see it again.
3: <laughs> all right, you know, I just <laughs> need to see, see it more. again.
2: Yeah, I just. Absolutely. Now why not, you know, with more tools? With with more tools, why can't even be better? You know, you know, why not? Yeah.
3: So you're talking yourself into it. I, I see it happening.
2: That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing because it's you know, it that's exactly what I'm doing. I guess I'm skept, skeptical. Okay. That's I'm fair. I'm just skeptical and it just
3: I feel like you think we're going to judge you.
2: No, I'm I'm disappointed <laughs> that I don't have a hardline opinion in my okay. you know, that's more you non know, no well,
3: I'll give you another chance because we only have a few minutes left here, but I did want to get to this as well. So let's see if you have a hard line opinion about this. Uh, Nelson Cruz has Pick been... Pick him up! Okay, there we go.
1: quick. Pick, Pick him
3: up. I was going to say, <laughs> Nelson Cruz has been DFA'd by yeah. the Padres. I saw some M's fans hoping that he would end up here and speculating uh, that, you know, that the team's been missing veteran leadership. But are you waiting? Because, I mean, I... Th- I think he's probably going to clear waivers. You wouldn't trade, right?
2: I wouldn't think you would trade for Nelson Cruz. Uh, There's a couple layers there. Not only leadership. In baseball, in Justin, you you lose it fast. I mean, all of a sudden, on your hands is a guy that the bat speed just slows so much. You know, doesn't work. It doesn't seem like that's the issue. It seemed like San Diego's picking up their game. I mean, this is a team that was supposed to mash the ball. And it seems like now they are finally here July 5th. They're finally starting to do things. He got DFA'd for a reason. Um, If he's losing it, you know that DePoto and his group have already seen tape on them. They know when moves, you know, they know before we know that some moves are going to be made. Veteran leadership, why not have him around Julio? And I bring up Julio like he needs it. Maybe he doesn't need it, but... What would hurt to have Nelson Cruz in this dugout? Well, we with...
3: did hear something from service the other day that he like, that's, that's kind of needs to listen to some of the people on the team that are trying to help him, players and coaches. So, yeah, maybe he would respect a Nelson Cruz's opinion more.
2: Yeah, and you're not bringing Nelson Cruz in and saying, hey, be a mentor, but I think that would happen naturally. Yeah.
3: Look He's at a our... good guy.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. People look, loved him here. Look at our DH. Look at, I mean, just as a layman looking at averages and stuff, and obviously home run yesterday out of the dh spot no mm-hmm. it just i don't see i don't see the negative there i don't see the negative and i don't i think it's an improvement unless he's lost his bat speed and he can't hit the ball and i don't think that's the case pick him up
3: justin
1: as long as it, yeah, i'm with you as long as it doesn't sacrifice anything on the youth or if mike ford just keeps mashing then like i'm not going to swap s- slot him out i see him more as the Justin Upton move from last year. If he has lost something, we knew Justin Upton wasn't coming in to be a savior. We thought the same thing of Carlos Santana. And then everything we heard after the fact was how great he was in the room. And if that doesn't come at sacrificing a young player, young talent, absolutely.
2: Yeah, there, there's no – and I think to that point, I don't think you're – you aren't. Exactly. That's you, what I'm saying. If no, like, you aren't. No. And if he has to platoon at a certain spot, be it as it may. Bring him in. Be it as it may. bring, bring him. Bring him in. All right. Bring him home. Come home, Nelson.
3: See? Come home. We let you round it out with a strong opinion.
2: (laughs) I think Gino's going to be fine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Brock Heward will join us for the rest of the show uh, coming up next. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we've been having fun. Uh, So Brock will be here next. We will get into the Mariners' 4th of July. And this is the Brock and Salk Show on your only home for All-Star Week, Seattle sports and the Seattle sports app.